Have you ever offered to help someone, but you're doing it for the wrong reasons? Maybe it was so you could get something that you wanted, or maybe it was just so people would think more highly of you. But if you're doing the right things for the wrong reasons, productivity is actually only going to make things worse. And so in today's episode, we're going to be looking at the heart. We're going to be talking about flaunting your faithfulness and the dangers of living conspicuous Christianity. Because what happens a lot of times is we learn how to manage our time better and be more faithful with how we spend it. But if our heart's in the wrong place, that's just going to help us be better Pharisees. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Redeeming Productivity Show. This is the podcast that helps Christians get more done and get it done like Christians. And I am your host, Reagan Rose. Well, I'm glad you guys are back here for another episode. I'm looking forward to this one. Like I said, we're going to be talking a bit about, I guess, hypocrisy is the the key word here and how sometimes productivity can help us be better hypocrites and that's not what we want, right? And so that's what we're going to be discussing today. Uh, before we jump right into it, I just wanted to ask you a quick favor. If you'd be willing, could you leave a review for the show? If you're listening, especially an Apple podcast, if you just take five seconds, it doesn't even have to be like a long review, just rate it and let people know that you like the show. That helps other people discover the podcast. And I would really appreciate it if you would take the time to do that. Okay, so let's talk about the subject du jour. This is episode 169 of the podcast, and we're talking about flaunting your faithfulness or the dangers of conspicuous Christianity. So what is conspicuous Christianity and why is it so dangerous? Well, there is a name you have probably never heard before in your life, and it is Thorstein Veblen. It's probably not even the right way to say it. But he was this guy who in 19, I'm sorry, 1899, he wrote a book called The Theory of the Leisure Class. And this book actually coined a lot of terms that are still commonly used today, like the term leisure class refers to this upper echelon of people whose kind of whole life is built around leisure activities. Um, He also coined terms in this book like pecuniary emulation. So like emulating people's financial dealings. But the term that is probably most common, most well-known and widely used still today that came from Thorstein's book is conspicuous consumption. So conspicuous consumption, what is that? It is the act of purchasing lavish things in order to signal your social status. And so conspicuous consumption is why rich people decorate their homes with like the most gaudy garbage ever. It's because it's a signal. It's not necessarily a sign of taste. It's a signal of of wealth and status. Um, Conspicuous consumption is why people stand in line overnight to blow their paycheck on a pair of new sneakers, right? It's a status symbol. Conspicuous consumption is why people buy outrageously expensive cars and then like only drive them once a year. It's also why people would willingly fork over $5,000 for a handbag because it has the right name brand emblazoned all over the sides of it, right? Conspicuous consumption, though, it's easy to kind of like call out and it may be even easy to mock among like more well-to-do people. 
But it's not a vice that is reserved for the rich. And I think from the clothes we wear um, to needing like the latest gadgets to the vacations we take, you know, Instagrammable vacations, and even the houses we buy, if we're really honest with ourselves, many of our purchasing decisions are at least in part influenced by our consideration of how we think they're going to make other people perceive us. And I know we got to be honest with ourselves um, about that stuff because it's not easy to admit, but even Christians, we are driven by conspicuous consumption. And it is not, I think if we're honest, it's not that our purchase decisions are driven mostly by like buying quality or personal taste or even the actual benefits. It's really about status. It's about what people think. And I think while we're all guilty of conspicuous consumption from time to time, this is really not, this episode is not about like the dangers of materialism. I'm actually not talking about conspicuous consumption uh, per se. I'm using this as an analogy. There's another type of status-seeking behavior that Christians, I think, are even more apt to fall prey to. And actually, it's way worse, but it, it just flies under the radar all the time. And it's like one of these respectable sins because it's hard for people to see it. And so what I'm talking about is conspicuous Christianity. What do I mean by conspicuous Christianity? I'm talking about this practice of trying to appear more godly, not out of like devotion to Christ or love of others, but purely for the sake of winning the approval of other people. Really, we're talking about hypocrisy. We're talking about what the Pharisees' sin was. You try to do godly things so you can look godly, so you'll be respected. And I think this is even worse nowadays with social media. I can, quote unquote, virtue signal to my my Christian fellows on Twitter. And I know the type of tweets to write that are going to get retweets. I know the things that are going to get me a pat on the back. But are they really coming from the heart? That's the big question. And I think conspicuous Christianity, it can come in a bunch of different forms. But usually it has some of the following characteristics. So conspicuous Christianity loves an audience. It glorifies self instead of God, and it likes to look busy. So we're going to look at each of those in today's episode. Um, but here's kind of the overarching theme to all of this. And this, I think, should be the big takeaway um, from this episode. And that's this. When we do good to look good, we do wrong. When we do good to look good, we do wrong. It is a matter of the heart. And you'll see how this all ties back into personal productivity in just a bit. But I kind of want to go through each of these stages of it and show how actually, you know, listening to this show or, or you know, the resources that, that we create at Redeeming Productivity can actually make this problem worse if you don't deal with it. And that's not what I want to be about. I don't want to make more efficient hypocrites, right? And so that's why we focus not just on practice, but also on theology and the heart too. Um, this this project of productive Christianity is a holistic one. It's about dressing not just time management, but how we think, how our affections are ordered, all of that stuff. It's about being the best Christian we can possibly be in Christ's power and taking holds of the means of common grace he's given us. And so one of the things we need to do is examine the heart. So let's look at the, the first point that um, we bring up here about conspicuous Christianity. And that is that one, conspicuous Christianity 
loves an audience. Conspicuous Christianity loves an audience. So this here, if you're watching this, is one of my favorite memes of all time. And it says, if you're just listening, when the youth pastor asks you to help bring in chairs and there's girls watching, it's a picture of a guy. He's carrying these big, huge, um, they're not even chairs, but like, I don't know what you call these things. They hold up like big speakers and they're big metal, super heavy things. And the idea is that, you know, if you ever grew up going to youth group and you were a guy you know that like when it we came time to clean up after youth group, it was a wonderful opportunity to show off two things. One, that you are a godly young man who loves to serve. And two, you're super jacked and you can carry 20 chairs at the same time. So it's a common like meme in Christian circles, this idea of carrying way more chairs than is reasonable to impress the girls in youth group. And if you're a guy who grew up going to youth group, you probably feel that cringe because you definitely did this. I did it, you know, and the worst part was the girls weren't never even actually watching anyway. Um, so you were just, you know, doing uh, damage to your back for no reason, unless you were actually doing it for the right reason. That's kind of the point is we might laugh off that kind of behavior and that kind of thinking in like a 12 year old boy that, Oh, I'm going to do this, this, I'm going to serve in my church, but really it's, so that people will think more highly of me so I can impress the girls. And so we might laugh about it when it's kids, but it's actually super messed up when you think about it. And sadly, some of us never actually grow out of this. We've never stopped using our faith as an opportunity to show off. And that's what we're talking about with conspicuous Christianity is you're using your faith as a way to show off. And that brings us to the next point and, and just illustrates how bad this really is. And that's number two is conspicuous Christianity glorifies self instead of God. This is why it's so bad is it's, it's not just that you're doing something foolish. It's that you are a glory thief. You're stealing that which rightly belongs to God for yourself. It's not innocent behavior is what I'm saying. And it certainly is related to the sin of discontentment, but it's worse. Conspicuous Christianity is a cosmic offense against God. Jesus said in Matthew 5, 16, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and praise you. Nope, that's not what it says. It says, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven. The purpose of our faithfulness is to uh, glorify God. It's not so that others would praise us, but that they would turn and praise God. And sadly, too often, we are just like the Pharisees. And it's, it's hard to even admit that because of how awful it is. But too often, we're motivated to do good works, to act lovingly towards people out of conspicuous Christianity. When we are motivated by conspicuous Christianity... It's like we are grabbing the spotlight that's been reserved for God and we're pointing it at ourselves. And we're saying, look at me, a godly man or a godly woman. I love to serve others. I am just really growing in the things of the Lord. You know, I'm posting this picture of my, my Bible studies. Uh, look at me. Faithfulness is a good thing, but flashy faithfulness, it's hypocrisy. And conspicuous Christianity, all it is is you being a glory thief. And if we're not careful, 
personal productivity can just become another vehicle for this kind of pharisaical, approval-seeking vanity. We might seek to be more efficient hypocrites, and that would be the worst thing we could do. So next, we're going to talk about how this all connects back in with personal productivity and what you can do to avoid this uh, heart attitude of conspicuous Christianity. But before we jump into that, I want to give you a word from this week's sponsor. And now for a word from this week's sponsor. Do you know what the most powerful productivity tool I've ever used is? It's called timeboxing. Timeboxing is a simple method whereby each day you take your most important tasks and you actually schedule them onto a calendar. So instead of hoping you get them done, you actually plan when you will do them. But there is a problem with timeboxing. If you've ever tried to do timeboxing using a digital calendar like a Google Calendar, you know how frustrating it can be. And that's why for years I've actually done timeboxing on a piece of paper. That is until I recently discovered Sunsama. Sunsama makes timeboxing seamless. Each day, all I need to do is add all of my items into Sunsama. Meetings for my calendar, tasks I need to do that day, and Sunsama helps me automatically schedule them to my calendar. It even walks you through these little prompts so you don't forget any steps along the way. Probably one of my favorite features in Sunsama is how easy it is to bump things to the next day, and it will just magically migrate on your calendar as well. It's almost like having a little digital personal assistant. You can try Sunsama today. It is free to try, and there's no credit card required when you sign up. I really think you're going to like it. Now, let's get back into the show. Do check out Sunsama if you haven't yet. Um, they're not just a sponsor. I use Sunsama. I like it. I've actually heard um, from a lot of you who read the weekly newsletter that we send out that you are users of Sunsama and you like it. Uh, recently, there was a uh, roundup of the best productivity apps from uh, the YouTube channel Keep Productive, and Sunsama made that list. It's it's actually really good, and that's why. I'm happy and glad to have them as a sponsor of the podcast. If you do check it out, use the link in my description. You can get a 14-day free trial, and uh, that also helps support the show. So thanks. All right, let's get back into what we're talking about. So we're talking about conspicuous Christianity, and so far we've said uh, two things. Conspicuous Christianity loves an audience. Conspicuous Christianity glorifies self instead of God. And so now on this final point I want to make, it's that conspicuous Christianity likes to look busy. It likes to look busy. And this is really how it all connects back to personal productivity. Personally, I am a sucker for overcommitment. I've talked about this on the show. I literally teach a course called Overcoming Overcommitment because um, I needed to to figure that out for myself. And so I, I teach some techniques for how to do that. Um, which, by the way, if you're interested in any of the courses we do, you can find all of those at um, my website, redeemingproductivity.com. But it, it took me a long time to admit to myself that the real reason that I feel bad about saying no when people ask me to do something wasn't because I'm just such a good person and like I'm just so godly that I love serving people. Because it, it, for a long time, I often patted myself on the back for being overly busy. I would say, man, wow, what a, what a faithful servant you are, Reagan. 
And this was especially true when it came to serving at church. I would very often like totally, absolutely just lay myself flat out with overcommitment. And I would justify that by telling myself that I was just being faithful. Here's an example. I, I, um, I've always been into making videos ever since I was a kid. And so at my church growing up, I often did like videos for the church and there was just, it was like my like ministry there. But anytime they'd asked me to do something, I'd say yes. And I would just do it. And I was doing it for free. I was doing it because you know, I, I was a kid. I had lots of free time. But I would say yes to all this stuff. And then I would frequently pull all-nighters to, like, finish them in time. And I'd miss school. I'd do all this stuff. And I knew going into it that, like, I didn't have enough time to do it. But I would tell myself, well, that's just me making a sacrifice. I'm just being faithful. But the truth was that I mostly was saying yes because I wanted people to like me. I didn't want to disappoint them. And the things that I usually said yes to were the things that would people would see. Do you know what I mean? It would be the visible ministries that I would gravitate towards. I wanted people to be impressed by my faithfulness. I wanted flashy faithfulness. I wanted to be a, a conspicuous Christian. As much as we might complain about being really busy, we're often choosing to be busy. And frequently the reason we choose to be busy is because we want people to think that we're being faithful. It's conspicuous Christianity very frequently for, for believers in Jesus Christ. Very often the reason we choose to be overcommitted, we choose to be busy. We choose to say yes to stuff that we really should say no to isn't because we're seeking to serve other people. It's mainly because we want people to think that we're godly and faithfulness is good stewardship. But sometimes we want to show off our good stewardship. And that's where acting busy comes in. If people see that I'm doing lots of things, then, you know, I must be being faithful. And that's a trap. The busy minister, the busy mom, the busy worker, it doesn't matter who you are. Faithfulness isn't measured by how much you do. And that is the productivity tie-in here. It would just be awful if we became more efficient hypocrites, if we just were able to manage our time so well that we could do all of these great things for the wrong reason. That would be the absolute worst outcome I could think of, is if you leverage the resources of redeeming productivity to learn to manage your time better, only to make you a more effective hypocrite. What an awful outcome. Because at the end of the day, conspicuous Christianity, what do you get for it? a worthless reward. You've heard that expression, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Well, that actually is like the perfect summary of conspicuous Christianity. It is a stupid game of self-aggrandizement and it leads to a worthless reward. Jesus says in Matthew 6, 2, Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. How silly it would be if we pursued productivity to the point of burnout, all so that we could have other people praise us. What a worthless reward. So much better to serve faithfully, yes, to manage your time well, yes, to be productive in love and good works and in faithfulness to God, but to do it from a heart that purely desires to see God glorified and God honored. That is true productivity. 
That is eternally minded productivity because it doesn't look to other people for that reward of, oh, I got people thought I was holy. People thought I was spiritual. You know, that's the reward the Pharisees got. And that's it. What I want is that well done, good and faithful servant. I want the reward that does not burn up in the fire. I want the reward that moth cannot eat, that rust cannot destroy. I want the commendation of the king of kings himself. That's why I care about productivity. And that's why it's not just about getting stuff done. It's about doing it for the right reasons. And the right reason is you do everything you do for the glory of God. If you do that, the reward is great. And it's worth every sacrifice. Because you're doing it for Jesus Christ and you're doing it in his power. Well, I hope that this episode has been an encouragement to you. That's what I want to do here. I want to equip, I want to encourage, and I do want to convict too. We all are here servants of Christ. If you're a Christian, you are a steward of this life. And it's my hope that you would make the most of it in his power and that you take hold of any practical resources, practical strategies you can that can help in that mission. And I want to help you do that through Redeeming Productivity. Thanks for listening. And I will see you again here next week. But until I do, remember this, in whatever you do, do it well and do it all for the glory of God. (laughs) 